Hello and welcome to another episode of the iPad Guild podcast. Today I'm going to talk about a topic which I haven't heard anyone really talk about and that is eSIMs. This feature has become active only in the last few days with the latest version of iOS 12.11 and on iPhones XS, XR and the latest iPad Pros. It's a feature which is interesting to me because I do a fair amount of travel. I live in a different country, if you didn't know, and I'm going to travel back to the UK soon. So I was interested, could I get hold of an eSIM in the UK? Spoiler, I couldn't. And that's going to be the main reason for this podcast. So uh, here's the structure of the episode, why I was interested in getting an eSIM, why I couldn't get one, uh, what they are exactly and why you might be interested, and then some thoughts about the future as well. So you may have a fair idea of why I was interested in getting hold of an eSIM already, Uh, but a few more details. I've lived abroad for eight years now. And I've had a smartphone, I've had an Apple smartphone for at least uh, five of those years. And during the time of having that phone, uh, for a while I would keep a SIM card hidden behind my phone in the case. So I'd have a case on and first of all put the SIM card in and then put the phone in. Uh, So when I would land in the UK, I would take out my phone, take out the SIM tray, put in, swap the SIM cards around, put it back in. And that was a regular process I went through until uh, my mobile provider decided that they would start a new policy where if I didn't use my uh, phone account within, I think it was three months, they would uh, deactivate it. So they deactivated my number, which was uh, kind of them. Uh, And also another change happened, which was uh, the EU introduced this change where you could use uh, your phone uh, roaming and it wouldn't count as uh, roaming charges. It would count the same as living uh, at home, uh, as using your phone at home. Now, this isn't actually entirely true for my contract. Uh, I have an unlimited data contract here in Poland, but if I travel to the UK, I think I get uh, four gigabytes of data whilst traveling, which is usually more than fine over the course of a week or weekend, however long I'm there. Uh, However, with a trip to the UK coming up um, and with Brexit looming, which will mean some changes possibly uh, to this law, I thought it would be worth checking out uh, how easy it would be to get a pay-as-you-go eSIM that I could use for the time that I'm there over Christmas um, and also that I could use... um, any other time I come back. So I went searching um, for one. So the situation with eSIMs are very few companies currently provide them. In the UK there is one mobile operating network that provides eSIMs, that is EE, which actually was my previous carrier. I contacted them, I went through their web pages trying to find details about eSIMs and I reached out to them on Twitter. Um, most of the stuff on their website was saying that eSIMs would be coming in the future when Apple added support for it, 
which they have done now. Uh, and the message I got back on Twitter was, uh, eSIMs are supported, but only for contracts. You cannot get an eSIM on a pay-as-you-go account. That seemed pretty strange to me because one of the main uses of these eSIM technology is for travel. So I uh, looked at some other options because there are a couple of other providers of eSIMs that you can get in the UK that are actually for more than just the UK and those are Truephone and GigSky. They only offer data on their plans so you can get a a plan within the EU that will work there but it only offers data it doesn't offer you calls it doesn't offer you messages and ironically enough when traveling actually I tend to make more phone calls than I would normally now this might not be a problem in the future because of things like FaceTime audio iMessages or WhatsApp WhatsApp audio calls as well which are common ways that I communicate with people so in a pinch, I probably could go for Truephone or GigSky in the future, and that's probably the option that I will do. However, it still seemed bizarre to me that EE would not offer a plan for pay-as-you-go bundle, and the Truephone and GigSky plans cost a fair amount. So on this journey, at least... I'm not planning on doing that and I will use my roaming data and roaming minutes um, which will cost the exact same as my normal plan and so it won't cost me anything. So after finding out that the EEE sim, wow nice, um, was only available on full-time contracts I started to wonder had I got eSIMs wrong? Had I misunderstood their purpose, why you would get one, why you would use one? Um, so I went on the Apple website and did a bit more research to try and find out exactly what eSIMs are and why you might want to use them. So as Apple describes it, it's a rewritable chip within your phone that serves, uh, that saves your information, your carrier information and it acts like a physical SIM. And they give three use cases for dual SIMs. Uh, travel, which is my use case. Go to another country, you want data there. Having a separate business and personal uh, number, which people can contact you on. One which I can see being very useful. And also having separate data and voice plans. Maybe uh, you're in a country where you can get a great data plan from one provider, but they charge you astronomical fees for voice or messaging and another provider does the reverse. That's where an eSIM could come in handy. So looking through their material on their marketing pages though it was very clear that the eSIM is the one which is supposed to be the rewritable changeable one uh, that you can adapt very quickly. Uh, that this is the one that you're supposed to change and not the uh, the SIM card that you get, uh, the physical SIM card that you actually have. So it seems like, I don't know if EE have decided uh, to go a different direction and they see things different differently. Uh, and maybe it's they're the only ones who are doing this. Uh, but certainly in the UK, uh, it's not a great solution for me at the moment. So my situation as it sounds is I'm going to use my Polish phone number with data roaming 
And when Brexit does occur, uh, well, who who knows what will occur in the end there. But if it does occur and this deal goes away, I will probably look at one of the services for temporary data in the UK. Um, it surprises me a bit, and I really hope that some more carriers will provide options in the UK, in other European countries, um, that means that you can, while traveling, download an app and set up your eSIM that way, as that is one of the ways you, to set up an eSIM. Or you can scan a QR code. Uh, in theory, this technology should be great for consumers as a way to quickly switch between providers, depending on your situation and your needs. Currently, it's not there, but uh, I'm very hopeful and I do think it is an improvement over carrying a tiny little card in the back of a phone case, which you may lose. And it has happened. Thank you for listening to this episode of the iPad Guild podcast. I hope you've liked it. If you have any thoughts, please send me a message on Twitter at iPad Guild, or you can go to the website iPadGuild.com. See you next time.